Welcome to the community where passion for life and healthy sexuality connect beautifully and easily. I'm your host, Amanda Ammons, and my goal in life is to help you thrive. And a huge part of that is your sex life. Your one life was meant to be amazing, sex included. You most likely haven't been shown this, but I'm here to tell you, you're beautifully and intricately made. Made for more, made for the best. However your journey brought you here, join me in a new conversation about one of the most amazing things ever created, intricate, passionate intercourse. Together, let's break the shame cycle. Let's learn how to please and be pleased. Let's fight fear, find freedom, and freaking have fun. Welcome to the Passion Connected Show. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Passion Connected Podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode as I am with every single episode, but today I am talking about something that has been requested quite a few times and has been something that people have approached me about and had their own struggles with. So I am talking about vaginismus, which is a form of sexual dysfunction that women deal with. And I'm going to talk just a little bit about my story and how I have dealt with vaginismus, what it has been like for me, kind of give you guys a brief overview of of what it could feel like or or whether or not you might be struggling with it um, to just kind of help give you an idea because there are a lot of people that don't even know that they struggle with vaginismus, which is so crazy um, because it says a lot about our culture, which I'll get into a little bit later, but um, it's just... It's a dysfunction that is kind of rampant, especially in our society, and it is something that women aren't taught to deal with. Most people even don't don't even know the word vaginismus, um, let alone how to handle it. They just think something's wrong with them and, and they have to fix it, but they don't really know what it is. And we don't have a good culture of going to the doctor sometimes when it comes to sexual problems or just things that we feel like are super intimate because of nervousness that we are wrong or it's that's maybe the way it's supposed to be and we're just dealing with this problem that you know we just need to deal with it ourselves. So what is vaginismus? It is basically your body saying nope. It is your body saying um I don't want to do this. I don't like this. So I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen for you. I'm going to protect you. It is an involuntary muscle spasm of the vagina. And when I say that, make sure you guys remember that the vagina is that internal tube on the inside. It is not the external stuff. It is inside. It is that muscle. Um, And it basically just clenches down. And people can deal with varying degrees of vaginismus. It can like be so intense that they literally completely clench off and you can't even penetrate. You can't insert at all. Um, Or it can just be like a smaller tightening, um, which can result in things like feeling like you're hitting a little bit of a wall on the inside or there's some burning, um, especially like more towards the entrance of the vagina. So there's a lot of different ways that it can feel for people. And I think that's one of the problems with it is a lot of people don't know um, when they're describing pain, they don't really know how to describe it and they don't feel like anybody else relates. Plus no one tells people to look out for this. 
nobody says, all right, you're going into your wedding night, you're going to your honeymoon, you're going into sex. And if you have XYZ, then, you know, you might have a problem. Like we, we don't talk about that. Nobody says that there shouldn't be pain. Um, and then the other just crazy thing is a lot of times people will think that vaginismus or this inability to penetrate or the problem with pain is simply just their hymen needing to be broken or rebroken over and over again. Or maybe it's just really, really strong and, and you can't get past it at that point or whatever it is. And that is not how the hymen works. <laughs> the hymen does stitch itself back together. It can be thicker. It can be thinner, but it does not completely block off that entrance or consistently cause pain and problems. If you have a hymen on the rare, rare, rare chance that you actually have a hymen that completely covers the entrance, you would know because you would never have gotten your period. Um, and so you would have ended up going to the doctor for that. And there would have been a whole host of other problems and ways to fix it and all of that sort of stuff. But you would have known because you would never have had a period because that entrance is completely blocked. So that is just like a rarity. If you are dealing with pain, vaginismus is probably the number one cause. Now I went through and did some studying and just sort of looked into statistics and all that sort of stuff. And it is noted as one of the most prevalent sexual dysfunctions for women, other than maybe being pre-orgasmic, meaning that like you've never had an orgasm. Um, but there's the problem with both of those is that a lot of people don't own up to it. So research is really, really difficult. So there are only about 5% of women in the U.S. that actually have owned up to vaginismus and the pain and stuff that they deal with. But it scientists believe that it's probably more along the lines of like 25% of women. Guys, that is one in four. <laughs> one in four women probably have either had this or will have it or are dealing with it, which is just crazy. It is so crazy that we don't actually talk about it when it's this prevalent. And unfortunately for Christian women, it is even more prevalent, which there's a lot that goes into that. Um, and it's something that I could, I could go down this rabbit hole, I feel like forever, but the gist of it is basically when your body is saying no, it is a mental problem. Now there are ways to help it physically, but vaginismus is, I think it's like, it's either 95 or it's 98% healed by this combination of doing some stretching, but also counseling, which is just so crazy. And that says that, and, and counseling is the number one prescribed method or way to deal with vaginismus because it's a mental issue. It is something in you is bringing this anxiety and it's saying that this is wrong. This is not okay. I'm going to protect you for you. So it's involuntary. And so a lot of times people will feel like they're wrong or like they've done something wrong or that, you know, it's their fault. It's not your fault. It is your body's way of protecting you, which you should thank it for. 
Like, thank you, body, for just looking out for me. Let me deal with my emotions and my anxieties and my fears and my mental state so that, body, you can follow along with me. And until then, I get it. I get it. I get why you're doing this. I get why you're clenching. I get why there's fear. And just having grace with that. But the reason that Christian women deal with it, I think, a lot more is because there's this idea of don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. Okay, have sex. And when you ingrain somebody so much with this idea that we're we're just not teaching it right. We're not teaching don't have sex in the way that says that sex is beautiful. We're teaching sex and don't have sex in a way that is teaching fear. It is teaching confusion and, and it's harming people. We should be teaching people from a young age, arousal is good. Arousal is natural. Sex is natural and sex is good. And obviously there's context for all of it, but let's start with it's good before we start going into don't do this and don't do that and make sure this and make sure that and all this pressure not only do we we say like don't do it but we also like add on all of this weight like it's this it's this wifely duty and like there's going to be pain here or you might have problems here or make sure you do it this way or make sure you please him or whatever and and we just get all of this stuff in our head and then it comes time to actually have sex to have penetration to have intercourse and our body listens to all of the neurons firing in our brain saying, oh my goodness, crap, stop. I don't want this. This is not good. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. Nope. We're just not going to do it. There's just too much. There's too much mentally going on. So we're just going to say nope. And so a lot of women will just, you know, if they're able to actually have intercourse, they'll just push through that pain. And then they just think, you know, it's, it's just natural. Like they just are going to deal with a little bit of pain, which is just awful. If you're dealing with pain, it's not natural. It's not okay. There is a fix. Like we can get this worked out, whatever the cause is, vaginismus or not. Um, and then there are other people who I know people who have spent their entire first year of marriage, not having intercourse because they weren't like penetrative intercourse because they weren't actually able to do it. And again, that is so sad. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, so I've kind of, you know, I've actually went on a little bit more of a tangent than originally intended. I was just going to tell you guys a little bit about my story. My story with vaginismus is actually one of the things, there are a lot of things that have led to Passion Connected. Um, but this is one of the ones that has really solidified it for me because of how many people deal with this in secret and, and my own journey, just realizing all of the things that aren't talked about, that aren't understood, that aren't known. Nobody around me knew what vaginismus was. I found it out. I searched, I Googled, I figured it out and I realized I had it. It was this thing that, you know, I might mention to someone, oh, it was a little bit painful or, you know, whatever else, but nobody ever knew what to do with that because they weren't educated. They didn't know. And I had to find it out myself. Now, I wish that I had known earlier because there were a lot of signs that I was dealing with vaginismus. For example, when I was just hitting puberty, inserting tampons was incredibly unpleasant. And um, I was actually, I mean, I was still able to to do it, but I just thought 
it's just going to be painful because something's going inside me and that that's not how it should be. Um, there was burning. I, there were times where I couldn't even get it in or I felt like I, um, like I was hitting a wall and that I had to like sort of navigate my vagina a little bit, like angle it different ways or, or feel like where, where's this supposed to go? Like, why isn't it going up there or up there as far as I feel like it should? Um, and even further on, like into my marriage, um, my body would push tampons out and, um, I, I really wasn't able to use them very much because just involuntarily that clench was so intense that it would just force it out without me doing anything. Um, so I, I wish I would have seen those signs a little bit, but I didn't. I just thought, oh, this is weird. Okay. Um, I'm just really tight. Like I'm just tight. Like that's, that's, that's good. Right. Like, you know, this is what culture says. Like you're supposed to be tight. Like that's really attractive. Like, no, no, it should not be like that. And my husband would mention that, you know, sometimes he would just say, wow, you're like really squeezing me like that actually like almost kind of hurts. And I thought maybe that was just like, because of like my orgasm or pleasure or whatever I was, you know, like just my body reacting to everything, but it was not, it was vaginismus and I didn't even know it. Um, so it started to get more and more intense because of some marital problems that we were dealing with. And I didn't understand what was happening. Um, sex became more difficult. Sex became harder. And there were still like pleasurable times. Like we still had a great time together. We still loved each other. But in the midst of a lot of struggles that we were dealing just dealing with just relationally, that vaginismus started just kind of spiking up and getting worse and worse. And so I finally just looked up vaginal pain and there you go. (laughs) I found out, oh my goodness. And so I went and I had a pelvic exam and sure enough, um, those muscles, I mean, she laughed. She was like, I can't even believe that, that you've, you've dealt with this. Like, this is really intense. And they have like different measuring tools and things like that. And they couldn't even really insert the smallest measuring tool. And she was like, I don't know how you even managed to do this. And I was like, I don't either. I guess it's because I really love sex. And my husband has just been really, really gracious. Um, so then we started this whole journey and we, I had to go through some counseling. And then I also got, um, some tools and things to help that were prescribed to me. Um, there were some stretches that I was given to do with my husband because that's typically like where you have to do some of the solving is like the relational issues and or your issues from your past and things like that. And so it's just doing mental work with the physical work, which I do go into more in depth in my course because I feel like this is a really, it's just a touchy topic. It's really heavy. There's a lot of different ways to handle it. So I am not a doctor and nothing I'm saying on here and or in my course is, is a prescription for you, but I do teach more in depth in there just how just some simple techniques and tips that you can take away to start that journey alongside you going and getting counseling, you going to a pelvic floor therapist. So anyway, I start going on this journey and it starts getting better. Um, but it has gone in ebbs and flows. It's gone in these waves of like emotionally tough times. Like I noticed that it spikes more or stressful times it spikes more. And there are different things that I've learned to do, um, to navigate that during that season. 
um, especially if it's like only light pain and something that I can like just overcome in that moment. If it starts getting really, really heavy, um, intense pain, then I will actually take more intensive steps for it. Um, that some of the things that my pelvic floor therapist has prescribed specifically for me, but it has been a really emotional journey, especially for somebody who really cares so much about sex, feeling like I, you know, I mentioned it earlier, but this feeling of like I'm wrong or there's something wrong with me or whatever it is. And that is not the case at all. I have things from my past that I have to deal with. I have relational issues I have to deal with. I have perceptions of sexuality that have been ingrained from society, from my religious circles, from all of these different things that I have had to work through and still will have to work through. And, and it is okay for my body to tell me, Hey, you're not okay right now. And I just take it as a sign and a symbol. Like I have something to work on. I have something to look into. Like if my body is reacting this way, there's something going on and I need to pay attention to it. I don't need to just push it off. A lot of times people will say that it just gets better with having kids and things like that because it'll stretch you out. That is not the case, (laughs) at least for me. Now, some people may find that um, it helps, but I think it's more because of a psychological thing. A lot of times it's because women haven't ever dealt with their vulva and their vagina. And so giving birth to kids is this experience for them where they finally take ownership of their body. They feel like everything is, you know, it's exposed. It's out there. Like we've done this, we've been there. So, you know, it's more natural. Um, and so I think a lot of that is also just psychological too. I don't think it really has anything to do with the physical and I couldn't find any studies on that specifically, but I don't think that having kids is just going to like stretch it out because it, it's mostly, mental and like, yes, having kids will stretch you out, but you can still deal with it afterwards. And I definitely still dealt with it afterwards. And I think for me, again, it came back to this thing where it was all psychological because I, I was more stretched in some ways, but I was traumatized in others. My body was more stretched, but my mind had to work through a lot because especially with Arabella's birth she um (laughs) my firstborn was nine pounds eight ounces she was a huge baby with a huge head who also decided to come out with her fist next to her head and just you know superman her way into the world (laughs) and uh, she did some major major damage um and I had to I had to deal with that uh it was not a pleasant experience and there was also a lot of other things like um, just some blood clots that I dealt with, some some post-birth issues that I dealt with, and it was a pretty intense, uh, actually sort of life or death experience, which I can go into somewhere else, um, maybe here later on the podcast, but that's a whole other story. It It caused a lot of psychological problems for me. And I had to deal with that again. And it was just, again, it was this wave of like, okay, there's something else I have to work through. Let's, let's start this work. Like, obviously my body is saying you're not safe. What do I have to do to make myself safe? What do I have to do to make myself realize what is okay and what is not okay and how to relax into that situation? Because a lot of it is about learning to physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually relax Um, which again, I cover all of those different areas in my foundations module in Passionate Beginnings. Um, So if you feel like this is something you deal with, that is going to be 
super, super helpful for you. So reach out to me, ask questions. If you have any questions about the course or about how to find help for this, I would love to help you find somebody to talk to or help walk you through this because you don't have to be in pain. You don't have to be in pain. Vaginismus is not something that is the end all for your sexual life. I hope that was really helpful for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I absolutely love coming on here every week. It is my heart and soul being poured out and I love this community so much. You guys mean the world to me. If you haven't already, I would love to have you go ahead and leave a five-star review and just put a comment down there on the podcast. It does everything for podcasters. Thank you so much, friends, and I will see you next week.